Hey garden friends. Today I thought I would do a potting bench tour of sorts um, and then talk a little bit about some nature going on right now. You can hear the birds chirping. Uh, my friend Eliana uh, who was on the last episode of my main podcast back in December. Uh, there's a birder and she sent a text today saying that we were in the middle of a major migration here uh, in Texas coming off the Gulf. Everybody's moving, moving north for the summer. And I, uh, yesterday I was in my upstairs and we have a nice window out looking out onto our backyard and our pond and we have this mulberry tree, which, you know, we always fight the birds and the squirrels for mulberries. And uh, this time of year, it's a perfect little place for all the birds to congregate and get some fruit. So we've been watching, you know, blue jays and mockingbirds and squirrels and the woodpeckers aren't eating the, the, the fruit per se, but they're coming to visit and look for bogs and things like that. And uh, we've seen summer tanagers and cardinals and a host of different birds. And I looked out my window, I'm like, I don't know this bird. Well, there's actually two of them. And I took a really bad photo uh, from my phone, zoomed in and sent it to my husband. And he's like, oh, it's a rose-breasted grosbeak. And it's a new bird for me. Um, I don't believe I've ever seen them, but it's also that situation where you don't know what you don't know sort of situation that who knows I may have seen it before and didn't know what I was looking at um, so I'm slowly looking at birds maybe this quarantine is forcing me to <laughs> broaden my horizons I've already been broadening them for a while into the bug world insects and such but um, maybe I will finally give birds <laughs> a try <laughs> all right so what else is going on Potting bench is my primary focus, but I'll deviate real quickly to monarchs. We had monarchs uh, coming by here fairly infrequently for about a month, and then one of them finally decided to egg bomb us on our tropical milkweed, which is just now starting to kind of get going. And last year I had a good situation where I had all my milkweed cuttings in a pot in one section of the garden. I just kind of raised them over there and then I would bring green milkweed over but I ended up planting all of the milkweed cuttings I had into the garden because I needed to fill some spaces out and I missed having them in the garden but I don't really have enough milkweed for you know 16 caterpillars to chow down and still have a nice plant so luckily the green milkweed patch around the corner from me uh, it's an empty lot it looks like there used to be a house there uh, there's remnants of like a slab and an old driveway kind of in that area. Um, somebody mowed it and I had been thinking about going and mowing it to improve the milkweed habitat. There was some shrubs trying to move in. Just it needed to, it needed a good mowing to keep the habitat good for the milkweed. And of course this year, the milkweed is really good. You can see it and it's not, you know, hiding between you know, really tall grasses and, and behind shrubs and stuff. So it looks good. I'm able to get milkweed and I'm going to try to raise the the monarchs that I, the eggs that I did find. I'm sure I forgot a few out there. Try to raise them again. It's been a couple of years since I've raised them in a tent. So that's good. I have green milkweed 
to feed the monarchs. And if anything, I'll get them up a couple instars and may just go drop them off on the milkweed patch over there and let them do their thing. Um, we'll see how I feel in another week. <laughs> um, but since I'm home, I thought might as well do that. All right. Onto the main potting bench uh, section of this episode. Um, I actually redid the under storage area. My husband built this potting bench maybe two years ago now. We had, when we moved in, we had a bench and it was, it was workable for a while. But he, it was starting to rot and looking bad. And so he made a bigger one and this one looks really good. But as potting benches go, um, I'm sure sometimes you're not the cleanliest and messiest and putting pots back away. And that's how we kind of got. So I spent, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes yesterday reorganizing the pots underneath, getting things nice and neat. And we have plenty of things to grow on top of the potting bench. There's actually not, it used to be a lot fuller. We've been slowly trying to get things planted out in the garden um, that are growing. And I'm going to pull this. Uh, honeysuckle off here it's trying to encroach but we'll go down a list of what I've got I've got a um, flowering maple the albutalon it's a cutting I took of a big plant that I used to have in our side yard garden and it got really tall grew up to our second floor window and then Hurricane Harvey was it Hurricane Harvey? It was either Harvey or a flood before that where we got a ton of rain uh, it just was too much rain for it. And luckily I had a cutting. I was actually going to give it to somebody else. And, uh, well, this was my only cutting <laughs> and it is growing really well. It's put on a lot of growth this year, actually. Um, I think I, I, oh, I know what I did. I, I put it into a bigger pot and so now it's happier. I am hesitant about putting it in the garden again, um, for now. So I'm going to leave it as a pot and I've got two small, um, scarlet catchfly. Uh, it's a native uh, silene here to southeast Texas. Uh, Chris actually grew these from seed and the deer do enjoy them. We have a couple in the garden. Um, sometimes they get some blooms in the garden um, but the deer usually come and chomp them. But this is why Chris keeps keeps plants on the potting bench so that we can have more seed and to just grow them and not have the deer eat them. In the back we've got a couple uh, Nyssa, I think by Flora. Also some seeds that Chris got from the swamp on a field uh, visit. Uh, Nissa biflora. I'm not sure if that's, it's not, uh, Nissa aquatica is water tupelo. Nissa sylvatica is, uh, uh, oh gosh, it's forgetting. It's going out my, it's another tupelo. Um, anyway, this is Nissa biflora. It's also a swampy wetter uh, tupelo. And eventually we're going to plant these down by the pond. I think they could go in by the pond now. They just need to be caged. Uh, we have beaver occasionally and the deer do come through. So got to prevent those chompers. And then we have a variegated, I'm going to say jasmine, but that's not right. A gardenia that we were going to plant. We've had this thing for like two years and maybe three years in this pot that for some reason we bought and never planted to memorialize our cat, Samson. We had another plant in that area but it died and we wanted to put that there. I've got my three plumerias that I grew from seed last year. Uh, those were what's surviving and they made it through the winter and are doing really great. I'm excited about that. I also have a Amorpha fruticosa seedling 
that came up in our garden last year. Uh, it's like false indigo uh, plant. They're big kind of sub trees and uh, they're really cool. And on that, we also have Amorpha labigata. Several, lots of plants of these. We got seeds from a botanist friend of ours. Many years ago, we've had the seeds in our seed situation, <laughs> our seed mess uh, for so long. And finally, I decided to try stratifying them and growing them. And behold, they grew. And I think we've got some more in the uh, fridge right now that we need to grow as well. I don't know what we're going to do with them. We have a million. Probably plant some in our yard, probably give some away, that sort of situation. Uh, and the really new seedlings. I've got some Abelmotius, which is an okra hibiscus relative, really beautiful red flower. Seeds are from a plant I grew last year. Um, I actually bought a plant at a nursery eons ago, managed to save seeds over the years and just keep multiplying it. I'm trying to grow some brown cotton again. I like growing cotton just for, <laughs> it's kind of fun, a fun plant to grow. I'm also trying some marigolds. Uh, see, one's called Naughty, Naughty Marietta, and uh, you know, I can't read this next one because my uh, ink got wet and so it's like all blurred, but it's a marigold. I'm trying to grow some clematis, a pas edible passion flower, and the native passion flora incarnata. Those are not up yet. And also, Something is coming up, but it might be a weed on this other one. This uh, white butterfly pea is a native, uh, another thing that my husband found somewhere and um, trying to grow. I'm also trying to have these gladiolus delini in the garden. A couple years ago, they set seed and I've been trying to start seed from them for a long time. I even overwintered them outside. I don't know. I've never started gladiolus from seed. I should probably actually read about that. See what the trick is. Um, I don't know if I need to stratify or it's going to take a long time to germinate. So that's kind of what that's going on. A lot of things I do are just, oh, a moonflower is coming up. I thought something weird. That's good. A moonflower. I have prickly ash that I would like to get established for the orange dog caterpillars, the, the giant swallowtails. Um, they eat our citrus and I really need a more native host so they don't always eat our citrus so I can relocate when I get egg bombed over there. Also, oh, these are exciting. Zigzag goldenrod. Um, I've got quite a bit of seedlings. I got a little beat up by the heavy rain we had the other day. Um, trying to grow these out another few months and then I'm going to transplant them into our flower bed. And I don't know if they'll bloom this year, but I, I would love to get some goldenrod established in one of my beds uh, that's more, I'm trying to make it a native woodlandy. That's not totally native. There's some non-native stuff in there, but native-y woodlandy look um, because it's shady and I would like to get plants that the deer won't eat. So it's been trial and error and I'm, I'm just trying with that. In the back, I've got uh, some more Abelmosha seedlings that uh, not seedlings, they're kind of big plants that I grew last year that I kept them in pots. Uh, I actually I'm mean, kind of impressed because I put some seeds out in the edible garden last year just because I wanted to fill some space and have some flowers out there. And uh, several plants are coming back from the roots. They completely died back and they're coming back. 
it was a mildish winter. We had an early freeze, but I'm actually pretty impressed because it's kind of a more tropical plant. So, but I had these plants. They were in the edible garden last year just to get some more sun. I may move them back out there again, uh, but for now I have potting room, potting bench room, and I will keep them here. I also have this Viola lanceolata. It's a white bog violet, something Chris rescued from something, a uh, project. And it bloomed this year. It's got some seeds, seed heads forming. And I would like to see if I can start some more of those. I've been kind of trying to eye the seed pods for when they open so they don't like scatter into the other pots next to it. And I'd like to get some more of that started. I know we were going to plant it down by the pond. I don't, I know the deer like my other purple violets. I, it's kind of, one of these things you want to get growing but the deer also eat and so right now this is like our specimen plant <laughs> so if i can get some more started i will feel better about uh trying to plant them out where the deer might have access to them and the last plant i've got on the potting bench is a uh chickasaw plum uh for the back lack of a better word sucker um it, we have a chickasaw plum and a they, they tend to thick send uh, runners out and create big thickets in the wild and they want to do that here too and we don't want that. <laughs> so Chris has been digging up some over the years. This is the only one we have right now that's still uh, alive and it needs to be planted somewhere as well because it's going to get kind of bushy and annoying this year. Oh, and I've got, um, I think it's Solanum triquetum. It's a native Texas like trailing pepper. Um, and I probably got that name wrong. And if I do have that wrong, I'm going to put that in the show notes, but, um, we'd like to put this in our cactus bed. I've got one, two, three, four plants, five plants, maybe no four plants that are growing. Uh, just some seeds I picked up somewhere and just something different. So that's really what's all on the potting bench. I have a honey locust seed pod that I would like to start even though we're not going to plant honey locusts in our yard. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they have really spiny uh, trunks all over them and on their branches, but it'd be fun just to try to see what grows and maybe pass them off to somebody who would like honey locusts. Um, that's really it on the potting bench right now. And I am just enjoying this nice weather. We had some heavy rain last weekend. And finally, some sun is coming back and a little warm weather. And until next time, this is my quarantine journal number two for the garden.